0: Hello and welcome to That One Case, the podcast where lawyers share stories of the cases that influenced their careers. My guest today is John Pfeiffer of Pfeiffer Law. Operating out of Santa Monica, John and his firm specialise in entertainment law, with a large focus on the still evolving practice of representing social media clients. In this episode, John tells us about the case involving the cast of Happy Days and how the publicity he gained from it took his firm into the wild west of entertainment law. What do you think is the the single most important skill of being an effective and successful lawyer? Being able to talk. And that sounds so,
1: so basic. But there's one thing to be able to talk legally, you know, to, to, to argue your case. But there's another to be able to just connect with a human. Because at the end of the day, even if it's the opposing counsel, you can have a bad relationship, but you don't have to. Some of my best referrals are from lawyers I've had cases against. You can be... Strong and adversarial and advocate your client's position, but you don't have to be nasty and it will pay back I mean, really some of some of the some, some a list names that you would know clients of mine came from referrals of lawyers that I had cases against previously
0: very cool well i I, I want to transition from there then to 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 talk about the story that you have so it started with the five members of the cast of, of Happy Days. So when was this, I guess, first? Where, where, where does this story begin? This
1: was, um, it was five, six years ago. I had uh, a lawyer that I practiced with in the first firm that I was in when I came to Santa Monica uh, called me, and he knew Don most. And he wanted to know if I was interested in representing five of the cast members from Happy Days in a suit against, uh, it was CBS, for merchandise royalties because they hadn't been paid for decades. And the the early merchandise was coloring books and lunchboxes and, you know, really small stuff that there wouldn't be much money. But all of a sudden, it was Marion Ross was in Las Vegas, and she saw her image on a happy day slot machine. And she was like, wait, I've not gotten any money from this. Um, And that's what got the ball rolling. <clears throat> so I got a call from a friend of mine that uh, knew Don Most, and they said, would you represent us? And I said, sure. And we got together with the cast. You know, It was like a reunion. When we got in the first conference room, they hadn't seen each other for you know a long time in person. So the first half hour was just listening to them tell stories about each other and catching up. And it, we, got it, we got it going. And then uh, Don Most's wife, she said, CNN would like to do a story about us. And I was like, Who's going to care? You know, I had no idea how that resonated with some people. And it, it took two or three times where they were like, no, please, we want to talk to the CNN. And it's like, OK, but nobody's going to care. I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, so we gave CNN the exclusive. They flew out to L.A. We sat down in a 50s diner, appropriately, and they did interviews of the cast and they interviewed me. And it ran on the day we filed the lawsuit. It was a circumstance where everything broke right for us in the sense of our segment ran, I think, seven times, which meant that the national press, all the other national press picked it up. And from then on, I mean, for the next couple of days, all I did was interviews, which surprised me because I mean, I had not expected this reaction at all. And then as the case wound its way through the courts, I put all of the merchandise that I could find, all the Happy Days merchandise out on my conference table. And there were DVDs and in Hollywood, no studio had ever paid merchandise royalties for DVDs. They said, no, that's residuals. So all you're going to get are residual rights and uh, for replaying the show. And those are pennies. I mean, it's just pennies. And I made the argument, no, DVDs, if you have the image of the cast member on the cover, that's using their name, image and likeness, that's different from their performance. And the other other lawyers were like, no, 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 no No one does that. So they filed a motion for summary judgment. And for the non-lawyers who are listening to this, it's a motion that basically says, as a matter of law, you lose. Even if your facts are right, you lose. And I, in opposing it, couldn't find any entertainment cases that said DVDs are merchandise. But I went to criminal statutes where it was a statute that said, if you steal merchandise, that uh, is a felony. And I found a couple of criminal cases where people had broken into a Walmart. Um, And the judge, I remember at the hearing, the judge was like, I agree with that. (laughs) These are merchandise. And the case settled within two days after that. Now, how it changed my practice is prior to that, I had only done litigation. And I don't know why doing a litigation case, why that suddenly would make people think that I could do transactional work. But within a month or so, people started calling me with their transactional work. Now, fast forward six, seven years, half of my practice is transactional. It's It's been kind of fun because if you've litigated all of these issues all over the years, you know what the sticking points are, where transactional lawyers will get down in the weeds on some issue that really is never going to be litigated. Um, Because the the big issues are defining breach, because I know that you have to litigate that. How is it, you know, what's that going to be? And then uh, about four years ago, I got a call from a YouTube star. So I now, about a third of my practice are YouTube stars and Instagram people. I mean, yesterday—that's all I did—was brand deals, and, and that's the wild, wild west at this point.
0: And so you're you're enjoying this this new kind of uh, lease of life in your career, here? Yeah, because
1: the the rules aren't set. I, I am I can tell you I am the most experienced lawyer in the space because most of the lawyers in the space are two years, three years, four years out of law school because they're the users of TikTok, of Snapchat, of YouTube, of Instagram. <laughs> Which means that yes, they know the platforms and, and I now I know the platforms just as well as they do at this point, but they don't know the law behind it. And the law is still evolving. I mean, we're trying to figure out what are the rules. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. Um, so tell me about that. Tell me about what it's like to work in a field of law where the law where the rules are still being figured out.
1: Because I am ninety-five percent on the talent side, I represent a couple of companies where they retain influencers, but mostly that's one-off work because you do a template for them and your work is done. But if you're working for the talent, I'll get some contracts where they'll say, well, we don't have a contract. Can you write it for us? Now I'm the, I'm the guy they're hiring. Well, of course I can write our contract. <laughs> and then you'll get the Googles of the world that will hire you. And there's relatively no negotiation you can do. You can nibble around the edges But they're like, no, this is our 15 page template contract and we're not going to change anything. It's going to be a long time before brands are kind of settled in because the rules are changing on what the template will be. So it's the most important thing in that space is who controls the rights because I don't want my client to do a YouTube video and all of a sudden I see their image on a billboard on Sunset Boulevard.
0: Tell me, if we go back to to the happy days where this all began, uh, is there anything in retrospect that you think you could have uh, to, 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 to try and sort of set the circumstances up to, to sort of have that kind of success again? Because it seems like one of those kind of chance happenings, but I wonder if there's any kind of lessons we can draw from it, you know?
1: Well, I guess the fact that it was on on CNN, that it started on CNN and then got picked up, that I can't control. But I would say, because I didn't think that would happen, I would say that when you get any case that comes in, try to look at it from all different angles, because it was only by the changing the DVDs that made this a valuable case. uh, The DVDs is being merchandised. There are certain norms and conventions that you have to follow, but I would just advise to look at those and say, as a real person, not a lawyer, taking a step back, and just as a person, would you consider this A, or would you consider this B? Because so many times we get in a rut of this is what the law is and it can't change and in this instance I didn't change the law I just looked at what the set of facts I was given and said it should be broader than that so I mean the advice would be that you're never going to know what's what might take off and run on a case but certainly I would take a fresh look you know to not say well you know if you're doing personal injury well this is a car crash case there's this you know there's nothing more than a car crash. Um, Sometimes there may be more than a car crash. It's it's to take that step back and just try to look at it with a fresh eye.
0: A huge thank you to John for sharing his story with us today. What a great piece of advice to keep your mind and your eyes open. It certainly allowed him to uh, seize new opportunities and has done great things for his practice. If you want to find out more about John and Pfeiffer Law, you can find all the links in the show notes at thatonecase.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, please do share it with someone that you think would also find it interesting. All the details on how to subscribe can be found at thatonecase.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you again next time as Bridget Ferraro tells us the story of That One Case.